Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. This is a special edition of the Our Savior Speaks podcast that comes from the evening prayer service that took place during the 202nd Convention of the Episcopal Diocese of Georgia. In the sermon from that evening that I'll be sharing in a few moments, I focused on the theme for the convention, which was Kindle Our Hearts and Awaken Hope. I talked about ways in which the Holy Spirit does this kindling in, with, and through us. I shared some examples to help us relate better to this kindling action of the Holy Spirit. And I also talked about how the Spirit moves in ways that are completely unpredictable, but can be very exciting when we are aware of the Spirit in our midst. The scripture passages that you'll hear come from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 9, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 4 through 14, and from Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 9 through 13. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 9. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising ups. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it altogether. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. Where can I go then from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, you dwell, your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall ever after. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. 
For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consider, consist of one member, but of many. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. So I say you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When the weather is nice, one of the things that I truly enjoy is grilling on the back patio at our home. Now, when cooking outside, I use what some of you are probably familiar with. It's called lump charcoal, which means that the process of starting the fire is not immediate, like you might find with a gas grill. Those of you who are familiar with lump charcoal also know that it is not uniform in shape like those manufactured briquettes that are mostly the same size. I sometimes think of this form of grilling as being similar to cooking over a campfire. The lumps of charcoal in a, in a variety of shapes and densities, they, they must be stacked in such a way as to allow for air to flow through that heap. And after lighting that stack, I make sure the bottom and the top vents are open to allow for the greatest amount of air to flow and feed that smoldering flame. After about 15 to 20 minutes, I usually return to find those embers. They're just ablaze with fire and ready for whatever needs to be cooked. Now, as I thought about the theme for this convention, the 202nd Convention of the Episcopal Diocese of Georgia, which is Kindle Our Hearts and Awaken Hope, the image of starting a fire for grilling, it, it kind of came to mind. The starting of that fire begins with a decision. It is my decision to take action in doing what needs to be done to get things in order for that initial flame to have the greatest chance of igniting. One of the key components for this process to be successful is allowing for the right amount of air to pass through the flame that will cause it to grow and to spread. And as air hits that small flame, kind of like, well, the Holy Spirit hitting our souls, the result can be fantastic. 
This image brought me back to our collect of the day that we will pray in just a few minutes when we call upon God to grant that by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we may be enlightened and strengthened for service. So as we ponder these images, we might also be prompted to recall a familiar passage that we often hear at Pentecost. Luke tells us in the second chapter of Acts of the Apostles that suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. I'm aware that we are well past Pentecost Sunday. You don't have to tell me that. But the last time I checked, the Holy Spirit did not keep a calendar for when to show up and show off. (laughs) The question is, though, are we paying attention to the Spirit's presence that may not be literal fire and wind, but is definitely a presence that can burn brightly in our souls as the Spirit whirls in, with, and among us. In order for the Spirit's presence to be known, we must all be open to allow the Spirit to move within us and remember that we have no control whatsoever over how or when this movement may occur. I remember, like many of you probably, being at Curcio. It was 1.13 back in 2008 at Honey Creek. And it was a time for us to make our way to the chapel of our Savior. And as we entered that sacred space, there was only candlelight and the consecrated elements of bread and wine sitting there on the altar. Like it was yesterday. I can still recall just bowing my head and just feeling this overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit. It felt like a scene from Pentecost. It was as if the unbridled spirit was all throughout that room at once. It was a powerful experience of God's amazing presence that I shall not soon forget, as it was exciting and even intimidating since I had no control over what was happening. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, we heard just a moment ago, we hear once again about the Holy Spirit in action. Paul says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Notice something here. Notice that this passage says absolutely nothing about the recipients of the gifts picking and choosing what they want. The fact remains, it is the Spirit who chooses the gifts that are best for us in serving our Lord. According to Paul, all these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. Not all of us will utter knowledge. Not all of us will have exemplary faith. Not all of us have the gifts of healing or miracles or prophecy and discernment, which is exactly how a healthy body functions. No one person, no one part has it all. The unique gifts of the Spirit that the Spirit bestows to each of us are intended to be used by us for the benefit of the greater community as we come together to offer our gifts in supporting each other 
as we engage in the work and the mission of our Lord. To sum up this fact, Paul concludes by stating, Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Thankfully, we don't have to search very hard to discern the hope-filled, kindling presence of the Spirit, who is always eager and willing to be with us when we are ready. (laughs) This fact is noted when the psalmist asks, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? The psalmist continues then by saying, If I climb up to heaven, you're there. If I make the grave my bed, you're there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. Nowhere is out of reach for the spirit. In an article I read recently from Church Times, it was written by the Reverend Dr. Robert Davies Hughes, and those of you who know a lot about Swanee probably remember Dr. Hughes. He offers a quote about the importance of the Holy Spirit from Orthodox Patriarch of Antioch, Ignatius IV, as translated by Metropolitan Callistus Ware when he states, without the Spirit, God is far away. Christ belongs to the past. The gospel is a dead letter. The church is a mere organization. Authority takes form of dominion. Mission is turned into propaganda. Worship is reduced to bare recollection. And Christian action becomes the morality of a slave. But, but in the spirit, God is near. The risen Christ is present with us here and now. The gospel is the power of life. The church signifies Trinitarian community. Authority means liberating service. Mission is an expression of Pentecost. The liturgy is making present of both past and future. Human action is divinized. As we engage in the work of the Diocese of Georgia over the next couple of days, I wonder, do we see our actions as being divinized by the Spirit of our Lord? Are we opening ourselves for those unplanned Pentecost moments to happen at any time and anywhere? Are we loving each other and allowing that love to spill over into the words and actions for the benefit of others? as we face challenges and seek new opportunities, I believe that with God's help and our committed efforts, our eyes can be opened to the Holy Spirit's motivating presence. We can make the gospel the power of life. We can share the spirit with the world as our hearts are kindled and awakened to hope. And perhaps, Perhaps we can see ourselves as, well, maybe being like those pieces of charcoal in various shapes and sizes, waiting eagerly for the flame and wind of the Spirit to rush through and ignite us into a roaring blaze of faith and action. Amen.